Okay, here we go. Here's my new intro. Check it out. Was that a recorder? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Northwest Vibes Podcast. This is your co-host, Kelly, and we have O Skyler. Come on down. There I come. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here tonight. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you doing this, man. Heck yeah. All right. Sorry. Well, I don't know exactly where to begin. I don't even know what we're going to title this thing. Something around the lines of leaving the church relationship with the church i don't really know but okay. let's let's start off with who are you i am skyler your brother-in-law and uh, i'm an engineer live in utah family of five 40 years old that's me okay man. yeah all right and you're 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 not interested in me i see okay that's fine that's fine you know no, i want to I didn't know. You're the host, man. I think people know you by now, but maybe not. Uh, you're a good guy, Skyler. All right. Well, let's get this started. You've had, a, I guess, an interesting adventure the last three, four, five years or so. How yeah. did that all start? Okay. So my experience with the church leaving, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, was, it was in 2010. So this is a really quick synopsis. Someone asked me, a good friend asked me about polygamy. And, uh, you know, in, in the Mormon church, that's, it's a little bit of a taboo subject, but um, it's kind of just, just, we don't do it anymore. It's not a big deal. You know, it's kind of talked about that way, but I'll, I'll, I don't remember when, probably when I was 18 or 19, I had asked that same question to somebody and they had told me, uh, Joseph Smith didn't want to do it. Uh, he was forced to by God and God sent him <laughs> to cut his head off with a sword, Sorry. you know? Yeah. Yep, and, yep, uh, yep. and I, at the time I think I was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess <laughs> I would do the same. <laughs> sure. No, like, I, I, dude, I was raised Mormon, man. I know exactly. I, I went with it. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you just do it. And then uh, when he, I was going to, I was trying to convey that to him in some form or fashion, but man, when I was running it through my head, it just sounded so culty that I didn't know how to quite portray it without sounding just completely ridiculous. So I told him something, but anyway, I started me, it. All right. I'll let you keep going. But the one for me growing up wasn't the polygamy. I was like, that makes sense to me. I would like to hang out with a bunch of girls or whatever. But the one for me was um, the, that blacks didn't receive the priesthood until like the seventies. I was like, yeah, that is, that weird to me. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. And then the older I got, it just became more and more problematic. But anyway, yeah. let, let's continue down your path. Yeah. So I just started looking into it. But, and, and, you know, that thing that you mentioned, the racial issues within the church. So it just started popping up a whole bunch of these things that I had kind of just not dealt with directly. Uh, you know, Joseph Smith, treasure digging, you know, the, the places in Mormonism, some of the names, you know, Moroni and Camorra are actually real places. Uh, island chain off off the coast of Africa where, you know, this Captain Kid, this pirate that Joseph Smith was, you know, aware of and loved and kind of uh, read about. It was just too coincidental to me. And that's what kind of those things started to really crop up and become big issues. And you discovered that early on in your questioning of the church? Yeah, in 2010, I found that out. So the first six months, okay. I, I okay. found most of that, those types of and things. And this, this is after your mission and all that, right? Yeah, I'm married. I think I'm, I'm 30 years old. Um, 
yeah, just just still going to church, still very active, have a calling, you know, did all those things, but uh, right on, yeah. started finding new things out. So anyway, I, I got to a point where I just stopped believing traditionally, and it was just a very different narrative than what I had been raised on and taught, and the church had kind of like betrayed me, I felt like, and the, and the rest of the membership, and then kind of keeping these things hidden and secret. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, so that kind of, that started your questioning, and then... I'm assuming you were afraid of your standing with the church. You were afraid of your family, your job, like all of that. So how did that transitionary period of like, I guess, coming out, how did, how did that transpire? So that took, uh, you know, seven or eight years. Yeah. I told, I told Ashley, you know, your sister, uh, my wife about it. Like, I, I think it was probably, I mentioned a few things to her during the first six months. And then two years later, I just told her, I don't think the church is true. I, I don't think it's what we were always taught, but I'm going to just keep going for you. And yeah. Okay. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And so I did that and, and it, I, I didn't talk about it anymore with her. Uh, I tried to keep reading books that um, supported a nuanced perspective and there's new, there's new books out there within Mormonism that try and do this. It's kind of a progressive Mormonism, but yeah, you can't totally. really be open about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. not widely accepted or even condoned. And I think it could get you kicked out, honestly if you had the the right leader but anyway just got to a point where i just started seeing other people leave and i saw how they were treated and just backstabbed and shunned within the organization and i just yeah i just same with me when i i felt very well weird when i left as well yeah it's it's part of the way they keep people in is they take away their dignity if you leave and that's the true sign of a cult and so that's that's where i decided it was just time for me to be honest with everybody and so i told you know, the bishop, you know, the leader of the church in my area and, and this, the backlash I received from him and other individuals has just been really telling about the organization itself. But okay. you know, my wife and kids have now, you know, joined me and, and we have a, a healthy relationship now because of it. That's cool. That's cool. And how long, so you were off board for a while. How long was it until they were off board with you? Took about a year I think okay. for them to do uh, enough of their research and get familiar with the issues to, to the point where they could be like, yeah, this was definitely not the way I was raised. Yeah. Was were their totally sticking point? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, were their sticking points different than your sticking points? There was definitely a ton of overlap. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, the, <laughs> for example, you know, the book of Mormon, DNA, polygamy, all these things that are just so, so destroy. I mean, they would destroy the church if people knew about them, but they just don't, they don't talk about it openly. Right. So those things just adding up, you know, had a cumulative effect to, to destroying faith and this kind of awakening, uh, you know, my wife. All right. Let, let's, let's talk about that nuance of yeah. you're stuck. You have, let you know, you have a family, you know, extended family, friends, you know, you have a whole society, you know, built in babysitting, yeah. you know, food storage and, you know, yeah. a, a social program and stuff to do. And, you know, good yep. people. There, there is plenty of good people. So, like, yep. what how do you draw the line? What where where does it make it worth it to leave? Like if you're if you're just if you're all about 100 percent purity and honesty to yourself, then. Yep. And that's the most important thing, then yeah, then you leave the church. 
Yeah. But what if you're, what if you feel stuck or, or what if you like it? Then, then where do you draw that line? I don't know, man. Everyone's different. You talk to people who have these new progressive views and that's exactly why they stay in It's culturally. And just from a tribal perspective as humans, we like to belong. And so when Absolutely. you, you know, I have three fr- well, I had three friends. I don't really consider them friends anymore, but they, when I, you know, left, they, they approached me and said, yeah, we don't believe either, but we just, we just go for, for other reasons. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, wow. I've guess, never had anyone say that to me. Yeah. Well, Are they still like, active? Yeah. They're very aggressive. They're, okay. Yeah, okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. You know, with their, with their animosity, like they mock it and they ridicule it to a point where it's even uncomfortable for me, but then they go and they attend and they take their families. And, and for me, that's just a loss of authenticity that I can't live a life like that. And so I don't even like to be around them anymore because okay. I just, I just see them, think it's extremely hypocritical and I don't, you know, I don't want to raise my kids like that. That's, that's lying to my children. It's one thing to believe in Santa Claus, it's quite another to base a whole lifestyle on, on a religion that you don't believe in. You know yeah. I mean? Like, um, the law of unintended consequences kind of exactly like, i i don't know like i i i'm happier that i left the church but i also don't regret growing up in the church just because i am who i am i love who yep. i am and yeah. you know i i learned so many things you know dealing with yep. strict rules or you know how to have fake manners or how to discuss philosophy or you know, just all the cool friends that you're a part of, or just like you were introduced to a lot of people that were just like weird, you know, like that you wouldn't <laughs> see. <laughs> yeah. And no, like totally. general public, and it's like, I, those are like important, you know, and like part of growing up. I mean, I, I wasn't totally. raised non-Mormon, so I'm sure non-Mormon kids have interesting stuff as well. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel bad that I was raised uh, that way. I, I feel, I mean, do you feel like people can derive benefits from it just just not for oh, yeah. you is, is that kind of what you're saying well i think you can i think i mean I, there's still a lot of mormonism you know my life that i cherish those experiences especially things like you know scouting and you know water skiing mountain climbing mountain biking uh the camaraderie that exists within that, those groups i think that's hugely beneficial especially as growing up you know it takes a village to raise a kid absolutely and great role models so i don't and i don't fault it for that i really think they're doing the best they can you know 80, 80 to 90 percent of that church is just great but there's I agree. there's another toxic ultra conservative subculture that exists you know white supremacy and things like that and so i don't know at some point you just got to figure out what's the right thing for you if you believe it yeah. then it's a great place but then there's also you know as you as we would mention prior to this is the the guilt and shame associated with things that are just normal with growing up and and normal behaviors that are just so vilified within that organization that i think it's an unhealthy and unrealistic and so my kids aren't gonna have to deal with that good that's yeah that's important all right um let's see how do you feel about yourself now and i guess if you want to include your family in that now post yeah. post leaving how, how do you feel now what 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 positive things what negative things have you experienced post leaving so positive. Let me start with those. I, I feel more authentic than authentic than I ever have in my entire life. You know, even in college, uh, I felt conflicted a lot of times with, I, I don't know quite how to explain it, but I like, I wasn't myself. I was, I was putting on a show, going to church at times. And I think that's just super common within the organization itself is that there's tons of people 
who you can't be really spiritually honest. Like, yeah, these things I don't, I don't understand. Like this topic, well, why can't we talk about it more openly? Yeah. All, I all those things are that. gone. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's negative consequences though. A lot of friends don't talk to me or, um, you know, kind of avoid me. I know there's, we get things said behind our backs just with our neighbors, you know, within, within a couple of houses, we know that they, they don't like us and they let that be known. So there's this weird, weird element of the culture, especially here in Utah with that being the majority religion that they, they get away with a lot of stuff that, that I don't think would fly anywhere else. Just the mistreatment within a cult that, you know, you, you can, you can have. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Um, Let's see here. Oh, what tips um, do you, would you have for people thinking about leaving the church? Um, hmm. or, 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 or things to expect, you know, anything that would kind of you wish you would have done if you had you have known kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. When I when I told actually, I kind of just dumped it on her so so abruptly. I think more there's different ways and better ways of doing it to be, you know, to set the stage better and, and, and kind of not come out so aggressively um, because in doing so they, they just shut down and lock down and they go into this defensive mode where now you become almost, almost like an enemy of sorts because it's just going to rock the whole lifestyle and the whole relationship and the whole family. So I think, you know, just do your do your research a little bit with how to convey those thoughts and ideas and beliefs that have changed for you, and and it's going to be different for every person. But I think I think you can do it a lot better than I did it right off the bat. And just just like you know, one to zero binary. I I don't believe any of this. I think it's garbage. I think <laughs> and these are the reasons. You know, That's you're so America word. though. Like you 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 did it the way Skylar would have done it. So <laughs> you know me, buddy. <laughs> That's why we're friends, man. That's right. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about, what if I were to say religion is never going to go away and it is like fundamental to the human existence? What are my thoughts on it? Yeah. I, I think, I think to a point you're right. I think we've established religion um, as a means of being able to interact with different societies and different cultures. For example, you know, I went on a mission to Southern Mexico and man, when I got there and met the people that were Mormon, it was just like, they were just like me. You know, I just felt really at home with those people. They all believe the same way. Um, and so that, I think we've established religion as a way of doing that. It's almost like a form of uh, cultural, um, currency, you know, where, where you, oh, okay. where you, I like where that. you take, take 10 bucks, go down to the store, buy it. And that same 10 bucks can be used in another state or another, you know, huh. country that's converted. Right. But it, it's the same idea that now you have this means of interacting that establishes a trust. And I think that's in the book sapiens. That's, that's kind of where that comes from. If I remember right. But I think that's that was a, a really good, good example of, of how that, how that works. Now I do think we're seeing a dramatic shift in culture in the world, you know, at least in the developed world. And then we're starting to see it more and more here in the U S which is still one of the most religious developed countries on the planet, but we're starting to see a shift away from religion. And so I think we are going to see it diminish significantly. And we're starting to establish a more humanitarian, more humanistic view of the world. 
then I think that'll be a much better, you know, reduce, reduce conflict worldwide. Honestly, I think if we got rid of religion completely, we'd be a much better society as, as a, as a species. I would agree on, on the preface that it was just like official religions, not atheism, you know, I think, you know, admitting to a higher power or, you know, humbling yourself or just like real honest as a truck driver, like one of my superpowers when I show up to places that I don't know, it's just like shrugging my shoulders going, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, we don't either. You know, it's like, okay. You know, like I love discussing philosophy and I think that's kind of where religion stepped in. And then it just became like overpowering, you know, and it became official and it became controlling. You know, I, I really, I'm obsessed with this law of unintended consequences, Mm -hmm. you know, idea. But, um, one thing that I thought was, you know, Mormons, they use the Joseph Smith story on you where you're supposed to pray about the, the first vision. Yeah. And if, you know, if you get tingles or whatever, like, then that means it's true and you should like join us and give us 10% of your money. But yeah. like, that's just like one out of like one paragraph, get a feeling and you're good. But like, what if you read like 20 books about Joseph Smith? like use the exact same story to instead of to convert but to unconvert yeah <laughs> totally agree. i like that that timeline that you shared with me was i didn't know all those details i didn't he he really was a character i understand oh, yeah. why he got kicked out of all this it wasn't just like oh new religion challenging uh presbyterian i don't think presbyterians cared about mormonism like i don't yeah. think they did nope <laughs> yeah, that timeline kind of puts it on the perspective and shows you how they've, you know, the correlation department within the church, how they've correlated all this material to tell a story that they want to tell, when actually it is extremely messy. It's not even linear. You know, Joseph would, go, would essentially go back in time and rewrite stories, his history to make it right. tell a different perspective. And so it's just, it's unfair to the members to, to do that. And it's, it's, it's dishonest. Yeah, I mean, and it's it wasn't really his fault in a way. I mean, I guess ultimately it was, but like his family, yeah, was just yeah. I, I mean, he was probably desperate. Bit. I like I don't I I I would have created the Mormon religion if I was in the situation he was in because yeah, probably. <laughs> huh, like, how do you survive back then? I don't. I do not know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Well, one thing I also believe is that uh, the. The burning bush when Moses smoked DMT off of an acacia bush. Like, I feel like that was like the fundamental beginnings of morality. Cause it's like, if you think about just uninvolved people or not, they don't have a, a correct way to discuss rules and conduct. And then this guy disassociates from his body and gets like this download of information. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, quote unquote, the leader. And he, these guys are out of control. He's like, oh, well, let's, this makes sense. We shouldn't be doing this. I have more empathy now. Like we should all be more empathetic. Here's 10 rules to kind of show for us at least out of the desert. Or I, I don't know. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, have you heard be- of the, yeah, it's, I don't know. My other weird theory is uh, the book Sacred Mushroom and the Cross by John M. Allegro talking about christianity was a secret uh fertility cult and the sign of the mushroom was oh or it was the original cross and then they they transferred the 
mushroom to the cross so that they could signify where these cults were, but just place it under Jesus. Cause the Christianity really didn't gain steam until like 40, 50, 60 years until after he died. Yeah. Yeah. That's where most of the, the stories begin to become more elaborate for sure. Interesting. What, I, I what, what are your, yeah, it's a good one. It's it's pretty dense. It's like it's very uh, he was an archaeologist and he just he just puts an undeniable amount of effort on one topic. And so yeah. it's like if you're kind of a believer like me, it's like after like the first, you know, chapter or two, it's like, OK, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough. <laughs> but but whatever. Um, I logically speaking, like you just want to like give up and say, F it, this is dumb. But you have you heard of any like near death experiences? Yeah, a, a little bit. I read a book on somebody's a while ago, but I haven't I haven't studied it probably like like you have. I mean, I'm just obli- obliquely aware on of a few. Like the the two quickest stories for near death experiences was there was a kid in a cancer room at a children's hospital, and he um, flatlined and came back and, you know, the parents came to make sure he was okay, you know, give him a hug and love and all this stuff. And he brought up uh, these three kids name and the parents are like, uh, I don't know who you're talking about. And the nurse was like, uh, those kids names were the last three kids that died in this exact room this year. <laughs> It was like, how do you come up with that? Or like the, another one was like a guy had an outer body experience, left his, you know, went above the hospital and saw a shoe on top of the roof. And when he came back, he said, yeah, I totally. And they didn't believe him. He's like, no, there's a shoe on top of the roof. It's this color, whatever. And they go up and check. And sure enough, there's a shoe right there. So it's like stories like that keep yeah. me from becoming an atheist, you know? And sure, if you add sure. like, psychedelics on top of it it's just like there is no way that i have enough information to say that there's nothing out there no i agree i don't and nobody can say it right you can pick to, to believe that but nobody can tell you one way or the other so i've that's where i'm landed that's why i'm probably going to stay just agnostic yeah um how much guilt and fear do you have now compared to like when you were leaving and do you think it's going to get better or worse? I don't think I really have any, I mean, maybe I have some, I don't know, <laughs> but it's okay. Not, no, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's not related to leaving. If anything, I feel better about leaving than, than staying. I think staying, you have this, uh, you know, these, these tools, these fake individuals set up to, to rule over you within that religion and this, this hierarchy it's just based on nothing. And these, these individuals feel empowered to, you know, mistreat, abuse at times, uh, individuals within their congregation, or at least it, it's all made up, you know, I don't know how you can justify that kind of behavior with, with this type of a religion. I mean, that, I guess that's how they, they justify it, but it's just, it's false. Like they, they want, like, for example, in more in Mormonism, if you don't go visit people, you're assigned to visit, they make you feel bad. You're supposed to report that every month. That's just another a oh, little, like, little tiny like, home teaching, right? Oh, teaching. 
things like that. They're just so silly, but they they make it into such a big deal that even little tiny aspects of your life, like if I'm not dedicating enough time to the church, you know, I'm not a good person. And it's just this constant thing that you're told that you're just inadequate. You're an enemy to God naturally. And if you don't change your behavior, well, you're going to end up suffering in hell or it's just crazy. I had this conversation with a friend who's, who's very active in the church and he still says he feels like garbage most of the time when he goes to church every day really? and, and just during the week, just not feels like he's not doing enough. He's always felt that way. And like I just, the overseeing eye, always yeah, judging kind of thing. It's just such a tremendous disappointment for life. And, and I don't, I know, I don't, I never felt it to that magnitude, but I think it's very common in the church, especially within the, the female population uh, membership, you know, they're absolutely, I think they're told essentially you're, you're just inadequate. You know, your job is to, it is very little support your husband and raise your family. And that, that's about all we need you to do. Have babies. Um, <laughs> And so I think for them, it's especially hard. And whereas if you're a man, you're, you're a semi-God. I mean, that's what you're referring to be as a God. So True. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any concerns about leaving. I feel a lot better about since having left. Right on. Yeah. It's almost like, and, and I'm pretty sure that that fear and guilt isn't exclusive to the Mormon church. Cause like no. raising kids outside of the church, like they still have, a moral compass. They're always looking yeah. to me or Alicia, like, is this yep. okay? Can we do this? Like, uh, this person did that thing. Like, I'm just yep. checking in. Cause like, what the hell are we doing here? So it's like, if yeah. they just go unchecked for 30, 40 years back in the 1800s or 2000 years ago, there, you know, someone like them is definitely going to form some sort of overpowering religion. Cause it's like, they're still using moral judgment. Yeah. But then they also have their own unchecked issues that they're just hiding behind that religion. Like, it's just, it's right in front of my face. Yep. It's you so know. crazy to see it. Like, humans oh, yeah. have evolved, but, like, not that much in the last 2,000 years. No, they keep doing these. I mean, so I was watching, um, what's that show with David Koresh? Um, that happened in Texas. Do you remember that? Um, nope. Okay, so he, he has a cult. Um, oh man, where they, you know, the, the ATF comes in and like burns the buildings down or that's what they will lead you to believe. You remember this? Like in the no, is that the, is 90s. that the Waco thing? Waco. Yeah. Waco. Right? Oh, so okay. Yeah. 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 Learning more about him. I mean, that's Joseph Smith. Had he been born 150 years later? That's the exact guy, man. I mean, the guy's like, I'm gonna take, take upon me all the sexual responsibilities for our for our group. I don't want you guys to have to worry about that. So I'm going to be the one having sex with your wife. I mean, it's so it's so exactly the same. It's not even funny. It's okay. I'm a limo driver. <laughs> right. I have the ID. God told me it was all good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm good for it. Just I got a story here. What to do? So I think with, with culture changing, I think those things are going to happen less and less often, but I think there's still plenty of people willing to start some sort of a spiritual following and then use that to manipulate people. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, our buddy Bilbo, he's really, he got me going on the uh, internet saying that, you know, it's mob mentality. So I, mm -hmm. I think the internet is bringing in change, obviously, especially yeah. attacking like overbearing religions and I think Mormon church is one of those that's being Absolutely. affected, but it's like that culture shift is turning into another religion with like yeah. cancel, cult, cancel culture or Trumpistan or, 
yeah. woke left, you know? So it's like, totally. It's like the pendulum's just going to swing to the other side and just be stupid another way. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree, dude. Yeah, you're right. It gives, it gives voice to these wackadoodles to really get a following. Yeah. Spiritual bypass. It's like, that's like someone gets stuck in a group and they get so focused on it. It doesn't matter if it's Catholicism or Mormonism or, you know, Trumpistan, whatever it is, like people miss the mark because they're so focused on one thing. Yep. I agree. Hell yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to add, man? No, this has been fun. Hell yeah. I really appreciate you doing this, man. You're the man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Here, let me, let me do my outro. Thanks for listening to Northwest. <laughs> I got to work on that. No, dude's awesome. Brad. <laughs> hey, it's not trademark, so I won't get shut down. They can't cancel me. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I'll talk to you later. Okay, see you, buddy.